0: Hi everyone, it's Adrienne Lopez here, the Integrative Healing Coach, and I am here with you today to share episode 100 of the Lifting the Veil podcast. Today is uh, on the topic of part two, healing the sexual self. Uh, Last week, I published part one, and today is the second part of a three-part series that I am doing that I was called to do on... The um, healing of the primal life force that's often connected and related to sexual energy, but it is the very energy of life itself. And uh, I started off part one by sharing some ideas with you about why there's so much trauma around sex, because there's so much trauma around the self. misidentification with the self uh, causes misuse of life energy or incomplete or partial use of life energy and so that or i should say because many of us have been disconnected from the complete uh, aspects of our inner technology and it's almost like a um, Result of that that we use our life energy in very limiting ways and often Use it in negative ways um, damaging ways for ourselves and others um, Not intentionally just because we don't haven't had the whole picture So today I wanted to share with you a little bit more of the picture and this week's episode is entitled the reception so last week uh, was I was focusing on the social conditioning around um the healing of the self and particularly the sexual energy which is life energy and today i wanted to share with you about how our reception into this world helps shape our limiting views the existing frameworks that many of us have been born into and this is a huge topic so i don't mean to be offering a comprehensive view of this, um, there has been endless volumes written on this. Um, most of my entrance into this discussion was through Eastern philosophy, mostly yogic texts, um, the Vedas, um, the Tantras, and so on. Um, but also, Uh, That information informed all of my other studies in regards to Western philosophy, Um, the funneling of this energy to the mind, um, and that disconnect there through um, over-focusing on the intellectual process, conceptual, um, over-identification with the conceptual aspects of self and then on the other hand the over um sexualizing of this energy into the physical form and uh it created an imbalance of this energy it keeps us out of our full embodied expression of this this energy um it's often um Often based in fear and irrational aspects of ourself, which could be relegated to what we might call our shadow self. So um, that's where this week's episode is starting. So um, a- after laying the, getting a lay of the land, I should say, in part one, um, I wanted to talk about how. Um, how this wounding of the self happens, how it reverberates in our humanity, our, the entirety of our self-image, our sense of self, and our freedom to give and receive authentically with an open heart, with vulnerability, in a, in a sense of safety or feeling safe in our body. And this is um, ironically the month of love, February, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And this really is around the theme of love and our ability to fully love ourselves. Because if we don't have that, we can't love, you know, really anybody else fully. And um, how this happens really to us through uh, the process of how we come into this world. Um, And so um, to begin with, I just want to start at the point where many of us start, and this information that I'm sharing with you is around recognition for the purpose of healing or coming into our fullness and our wholeness um, and this is really self sovereignty so um And yeah, so with that being said, um, this is really um, looking at how our relationship to our own life force is really um, conditioned from the moment we arrive from our reception on this planet Um, and how this occurs to us individually. And so, um, all of us probably listening to this, or listening to the sound of my voice, were probably received in this world in a hospital. Not everyone, but the majority of people in the modern world today are born into a hospital setting. And if you just look at the whole mechanism of modern medicine, um, where the authority is put, the authority in your health is put into a figure of the medicine, the field of medicine, the authority of the doctor, um, the whole way that the delivery room is set up, um, which is so different from how humans were historically born into the world, surrounded by community, surrounded by midwives, other women who were experts in the field of delivery, Um, and the community that held that energy as the baby was coming into the world. Um, How disconnecting that is to be in a a white room with four walls. to be laying on one's back. And um, to be honest, I haven't had physically any children, but I have (laughs) been a child and I was born. And and because we are pure, wide open consciousness when we come into the world, we don't have the, um, many of us don't have the cognitive, like, development i should say in place to remember the details of our birth because we don't have we didn't have language but for those of you that may have done you know um shamanic traveling or regression therapy um all of that information is recorded in our subconscious mind and therefore is accessible um it is this conceptual mind, our intellectual mind that might have a hard time believing it. It might have a hard time feeling into it because it's a it's a different type of resonance. It's a different type of um, recalling. It's not done in language, it's done in feeling, let's say. And so um, when we arrive into our body. From the moment we arrive, I'm taken out of our mother who most likely is feeling disconnected from the birth process. There's a lot of drugs and pain medication involved. Um, she's often alone other than the delivery team and perhaps a spouse or a parent around. Um, and I'm gonna talk from my perspective since that's the um, my own personal reference point, that I was born to a mother physically who was present. She gave birth to me, but she was not necessarily energetic available on many levels for many reasons and that's part of the outcome of the conditioning process on this planet with where we have a model of the individualized self that is distinct and separate from others and that we have this self-image constructed in our mind that part of that process is a disconnect from our inner experience our inner technology namely the full embodiment and connection to one's energetic heart and the energetic biosphere of the body. It becomes dismissed, it becomes discounted, it becomes out of consciousness. And so it gets pushed into our subconscious. It's there, but we don't have immediate access to it through the ego. So it's kind of like a relearning that has to happen, a remembering. And so uh, when I was born into this world, uh, the mirror I was given in my parent in my mother in this case was incomplete because um, she was disconnected from her own potential. And when I say potential, I mean the fullness of her being energetically because we are not just physical bodies. It's not just a physical process of giving birth it's energetic it's emotional um, it is the soul being born it's like life force showing up on the planet and so if our birthing mother the mother who gives birth to us is not feeling connected to the natural abundance that's available to that inner resource and she's depending on these medicalized um prescriptions of, of a natural process that she has all the information in her, in her body to, like her body knows how to do this without even reading a book, although that might be helpful um, for the mind who is fearful. But many women have been taught to fear the birthing process, to fear their own creative process of giving birth. Um, And this creates a sense of ungroundedness and unworthiness and a sense of being lost in your own physical processes because it's not access. It's not accessible through the mind. It is um, an intelligence which is life force itself unfolding. But um, because uh, when we land into this world with disconnected mothers, um, our GPS is put outside of us, right? The physicality of our mothers becomes our GPS for comfort, for substance, for navigation, um, also energetically. But when we go to try to plug in energetically to our mother, I like to think of the movie Avatar when you, when you see um, the avatars being able to plug their tails into um the tree of life or whatever they called it i can't remember now but um this whole planet is energetically um conscious and if we're not aware of that it, we don't plug in right and so at a fundamental level we are reduced to the physicality without a spiritual support without an energetic support and This is not somewhere where we go to a building and get baptized and then, you know, get blessed by a priest. This is our birthright. It's a part of our self that we've been disconnected from. And so these aspects of our birth don't go away. They just get channeled into more expressions. Um, we get reduced to the physicality of our body. Um, where we've become centralized, meaning that we are reduced to a sense of just being these material bodies. And in that way we become over identified with the body and our physical needs, unable to recognize that we are connected to nature. We are connected to source, just like, you know, how the birds know how, what direction to fly when they migrate each year. Just like the butterflies know, that's why they call it the birds and the bees. It's this um, innate knowledge that we can download from the universe around us because we are consciousness, we are the universe. But when we're disconnected, we have to plug into outside energy sources which are insufficient to running um our system and what it requires. And so um, we get disconnected from um, all the resources that we could be plugging into um, because those aspects of ourselves never get developed. They get atrophied just like a muscle. If you don't use it, then, you know, it doesn't ever learn how to, to function in the correct way so um and uh most of us when we're born we we don't we don't know anything's missing because we haven't had any other experience and it's really hard to look for something if we don't know what's even missing so when we're born and we're born to, out of this oceanic state a bliss state and um as um Psychoanalysis referred to this as like this pre-Odipal state, before language, um, the place we were before we began imagining ourselves as separate, before we began to construct a separate identity for ourselves in language, which teaches us to objectify our own experience through um, a conceptual framework. And this is, um, this inner technology, this inner life energy is related to this oceanic bliss that allows a mother to bond with her child. And it is the reminder, right? When the mother, mother's consciousness witnesses it in, it in the baby, it triggers a remembrance in her, which is pure unconditional love and this is the mother's essence as well in fact this is the essence of all of us Um, but we forget and that's why babies are such a great reminder that this this feminine energy that is not restricted to a mother it's the nature of the universe itself the waves of consciousness the waves of love the waves of information are all available all of the time, but um, because of the way our evolution has unfolded with the overemphasis from thousands of years on an individualized self, and there's no judgment here, it's just a noticing that this feminine energy that has been connected to this. of experience this blissful state of oneness has gotten had to get repressed and counterfeited in a way so the feminine was reimagined through a lens of the conceptual and it's impossible to access the feminine through the mind it only happens in the heart so really this healing of the self and specifically, the life force itself, which many have reduced to sexual energy, is a healing of the heart. And um, what came up for me was the shift from the sacrificial heart to the sacred heart, and the um, distinction between those two. So, for many of us, this um idea of love requires sacrifice of one's own will we, will w i l l not real sorry will um, versus um, the will of god and my own are the same becomes shifts this sacrificial heart of sacrificing oneself to the communion to coming into communion with the sacred as one's self. And this is the fine line that has caused many people to make themselves the sacrificial lamb in the name of God, in the name of love, in the name of belonging, which isn't actually love. It's actually a denial of self. And when we deny the self, we're denying life itself. And when we deny life itself, it's impossible to be in unconditional love. So our greatest, like the greatest um, milestone, um, a foundational rock <laughs> for our healing is to come back into the awareness of what it means to abide in the sacred heart and to heal the broken heart, which had to become severed. We had to become severed from life force itself in order to um, experience this last epic epoch (laughs) of, of experience of the self as other. And now um, that's gone as far as it could out of balance to where it's beginning um, this ego consciousness is beginning to destroy itself and destroy the planet, not that it could ever destroy the planet um, because the the we are the planet, right so if we're destroying ourselves we're destroying our planet, but um this intelligence knows how to lead itself from imbalance to homeostasis, which is health. And as the children of the planet, as the children of creation, no matter how old you are, there is an opportunity to return home. It is our natural center. It is the the center of the universe. It is the center of our physical body. Um, It's personified through the comfort of the mother, but in this case I'm not talking about our physical mother. For many of us, our physical mothers were not able to fully mother us because they were disconnected. So when we come back to this oceanic state, um, that that is part of our inheritance, which is connection to divine source, which is uh, a level of nutrients, a sustenance for our soul. We realized that our mother was simply our mirror and um, reflected for us a certain level of disconnect that we were going to be called to at this time to, to heal in the world. Um, and to begin to locate and identify the self outside of the conceptual mind. And it's actually held. The conceptual mind is actually held in the waters of creation itself. So it's almost like the ego is getting to learn that there's something outside of it that's a larger. That's actually the source of creation which created the mind itself. So when we are children and we are not properly energetically prepared to embody this energetic essence, which is part of our nature, which turns on all of our technology, um, then we become over on the physical relationship of our mother for food and for warmth and for comfort. Um, and then Um, we forget uh, that there is actually a whole nother layer of existence that is available to us. But because we are so identified with outwardly connecting into power source outside of us, whether it's our mother, whether it's our job, whether it's our status, whether it's our possession, and those levels of source are dead, because they're in this material world. They're a product of it, but they're not in a live source of it. And so it's almost like um, we've been um, maneuvering ourselves to live in an upside-down world until the thirst within us becomes so deep and um, the pain within us becomes so unbearable that we start to turn within for answers and we start to look within for um, what we've been missing Um, and intelligence is so amazing that it will bring the people and the situations um, into our lives to wake us up um, to the reality of what's unfolding and this usually includes feeling a lot of the things that we have been here too unable to, or unwilling, unable to feel. And a lot of these feelings are real. They're in our body, they're recorded, but they're also unreal because they're based on a false perception of reality. And once we begin to realize this on all levels, it's not always necessary that we physically um, express All of the layers of emotional imprints that have been stuck in our energy, like the um, waters of emotion become frozen into icebergs, like as a metaphor of energy. When our awareness starts to come back online, when we start connecting to that infinite intelligence that's everywhere present and always available, um, there's miracle and there's magic in that because it helps us move out Large um, containers of stored emotion. Um, And this in itself is awe inspiring. This in itself is a miracle of consciousness witnessing um, intelligence unfolding in one's life, which allows you the grace to be able to endure what is required for this next step in our evolution. Um, and with that, um, if we're open and available, it becomes a deep sense of gratitude and forgiveness, not only to others, but to ourselves for our misperception. And this plays out in a million ways, in a, a million different forms, based on each person's individual. Um, Individual's history and experience, and so um, one begins to see that the experience of this material world is a shadow of what's available. So, um, when we live through the when we live through the eyes of. There is only the material world. There is only the object of the things I see outside and the subject, um, when actuality, both are unfolding at the same time. Awareness unfolds in its creation at the same time. And if we perceive ourselves as merely physical beings then that's how our experience will unfold. We will be perceiving ourselves in separation, as in lack, because we have to get everything we need from outside of us, as in fear, because at any moment someone could attack us or hurt us. Um, And so that's how reality begins to look to us until we begin to see that there's many other layers. And once those other layers of our existence are invited in when we begin to trust that inner knowing and the more we begin to trust that inner knowing the more of our um, inner receptivity begins to grow and expand Um, then our perception begins to shift about how we see what's real um, and that it's not simply a material reality but there's many layers Of reality that we can't see with our eyes but we can feel with our hearts that we can um, decode energetically when we begin to um, harvest those tools or cultivate those tools I mean um, and begin to trust that maybe the world that we were born into or received into is just one realm, and so I can go into this more in depth, more specifically. Um, I mean, for a lot of people it it shows up as trauma, um, and addiction, because there's misidentified self, there's misidentified life force, and all of this pain and dysfunction is a way of the soul waking itself up to the truth of who it is from a limited projection of life and i was just looking because i wrote something down the other day and i just really resonated with me right now um so here it is i found it It Says suffering serves Our desire to unify with our own consciousness so the only reason why suffering is there is because it's trying to um, it's our consciousness trying to wake us up to what's missing which is the alignment with this life force or this prana or this chi or the Holy Spirit Um, and that our imaginal faculty, our imagination, um, and the images that it produces are based on the, the ego's restrictive perception of the world. And then when we get that we are consciousness waking ourselves up to our own consciousness, we begin to see that all these images of the mind are simply that images they're not actually who we are. They're not actually a true reflection of reality at all. Um, and then we can begin to expand and begin to taste the truth of the errors of the ego, the egos of perception. So, um, this is a process of really honoring and um, uncovering, lifting the veil, let's see, let's say on this internal schema um, instead of letting the outside world determine your schema, you're, you already actually have it inside of you so um. This will allow you to actually show up in the full blueprint of who you are that's not based in a legacy of unmet needs of an individualized self. This doesn't mean that you don't have needs. This doesn't mean that you don't have an individualized self. But when you think that's all that you are, the results are you may become hyper-independent or hyper-dependent or codependent or you might flip back and forth because you don't know where your center of gravity is you keep looking for it outside of yourself and it takes time and trust to rebuild this relationship with oneself through a reparenting process by reclaiming the love and respect and the space and the boundaries and the discipline which you deserve, which your soul deserves. And you can't do this if you don't know who you are. And this is what's unfolding right now. And one of the biggest blocks to this is this incredible force that creates worlds, the physical body has been reduced down to sexuality as an expression of pleasure now nothing's the matter with sexual energy or pleasure or sexual desire Um, but that is only um, this material world like uh, object versus um, subject when I desire another person. I'm simply seeing my power outside in them, which is a reflection of my own power so um, this is a opportunity to re or I should say reinform or revise um, a partial narrative or an incoherent narrative. Because when we only have part of it, there's going to be a misuse, a misdirection of life energy um, that creates a sense of life working against life in a way, its own force and creates conflicts in the world creates conflicts internally and then it creates conflicts outside because um, if I see the power outside of me, I must dominate, I must control um, because I don't have any power within. And so we have to go back to the origin of our development, um, which is a matter of addressing the unintegrated parts of our wholeness into consciousness. And this takes a a deep sense of compassion and empathy and the ability to reconnect with your heart and the vulnerability that's, um, that allows for presence in the world. This comes with re, uh, or I should say deprogramming the, um, survival brain as over-identifying with it versus the other parts of our brain, right? We have three main parts of our brain. We have the um, amygdala, which is our survival brain, the limbic system, which helps us navigate our emotions, and then our prefrontal cortex, the neocortex, which is the newest part of our brain, and that what happens when all of those three parts of our brain come online, Um, we are able to access a whole new level of awareness that was not available. But for many uh, who are blocked by trauma, which by definition is sexual trauma, because any trauma to life force is at the core sexual, because life energy is sexual. It is creative. And so um, it is a... Um, reconciling a history of misuse and abuse of life energy because of ignorance, of not recognizing, ignoring the truth of who we are in all levels of our being. And again, this is not out of blame or shame or guilt. It's out of... um, acknowledging it's out of allowing it's out of accepting which is love and so as we head into this celebration of love tomorrow which is um the quintessential um reduction of love to romance um which is a symbol of the balance between our masculine and feminine energy um the yin and the yang energy the active and the receptive energy this isn't necessarily related to gender at all Um, although it shows up out in the world through opposites very often Um, and there's many different levels and octaves of love Um, but what happens when we focus on just one aspect we lose the perspective on the wholeness Um, and all healing starts in a place where we can begin to see the context of where we've been holding our consciousness and begin to shed light on it and then we have something introduced called choice. So our psyche is no longer held captive or held hostage by unwitting or uninformed survival brain, survival mind. And this is not necessarily a real lighthearted energy. Um, It is an energy of coming back in alignment with one's soul, which is your life, the fullness of your life source. Um, it is a ultimately a homecoming for yourself, coming home to the fullness of who you are, um, and a refusal to take any counterfeit um, substitutes, I guess you could say. Um, but to declare that you are here to embody and share your birthright with all with yourself first and then everyone that comes into contact with you um and so this might seem like a lot um i've been doing this work for over 30 years and I know that the acceleration on the planet of energy has created a environment of urgency, um, of this is what's happening, it's unfolding right now. And so the um, conditions or climate on this planet have become more ideal, um, more inviting for this work to be done. Um, because consciousness is coming to the point of this is now required if we're going to continue to evolve on this planet. So this is the kind of work that I do with people, with clients. Um, It is the evolution of consciousness, the integration of the mind, the body, and the spirit, um, our emotions, our thoughts. And our connection to life itself and I can't think of a better work to be doing I can't think of any other work to be doing in fact everything else that you might distract yourself with like your position your job your income um, your relationships your dramatic interactions with people um, <laughs> are all coming up short probably right now like they're no longer doing the trick they're no longer um, feeding the addiction of distraction and and that is all of a sign that is a sign that um, there's something more there's something else even though you can't see it yet maybe um, but you might be able to feel it you might know somewhere inside of you that it's possible You've just been waiting for the confirmation or someone to say, Hey, it's possible. Hey, I'm doing it. Hey, it's happening. And if that's you, you've heard it here now today that the healing of the self includes bringing out everything that's been in the shadow, everything that's been holding people in guilt and shame and all the lower vibrations, um, that have kept people stuck. And so if you'd like to find out more about this work, and how you might work with me, you can check out my website at www.mindheart-space.com or, of course, you can always reach out to me on any of my social social media handles, MindHeartSpace on Facebook and Instagram as well as YouTube. All right. I think I'll leave it there. Next week, I will be back with part three of Healing the Sexual Self. Which is the outcome? So tune in next week if you'd like to hear more. If you heard something today that really resonated with your heart, your soul, your mind, please leave a comment, leave an emoji. Um, please feel free to share. Uh, if you do, I much support. I much appreciate your support. I should say, as I have a goal to um, increasing my impact in twenty twenty three. Um, through the measurable result of raising my listenership to 10k all right until next time please remember what a valuable treasure you are and bye for now